in my book, episode 350. 350. On Monday, the 27th of July, 2015, I'm your host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to my mug. And let's go do a little bit of news. There's not going to be a lot. So, news. Um, I'm off to Bolivia. In fact, when you're watching this, I'm gone. I'm away. Um, I've also had to record next week's, as I remember... In Karanavi, the internet connection being particularly rubbish, and last time having a great deal of problem getting the files uploaded and sorted. So um, I apologise, uh, but I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to make up for it with this week's and next week's coffees because both are going to be something a little bit special. And if you're watching this thinking, why should I subscribe? You'll see this week's coffee and go, oh, missed out on a great coffee there that was super expensive. But don't worry because next week's going to be just as expensive. And keeping on that theme, this week's coffee uh, is a very special lot from a very special friend. So with it being a landmark episode, um, if you go back to episode 300, you will see the, the last time we did this special coffee with Alejandro actually on the on there. And you should go back and watch 300 because it's, it's one of my favourites. It was a live version that was live streamed and all sorts. Um, this coffee is normally nine quid. Uh, and then you've got to put the poster on top of it. So I'm treating all you subscribers as a way of covering up my terrible, terrible guilt uh, for rushing through today's and pre-recording next week. So I'm sorry, but I hope you forgive me with delicious coffee. And that was the news. So we should go to focus on. And again, I'm going to spoil you a little bit more because I was on the telephone last night to Ali because um, we talk a lot because he's a buddy. Um, and I said to Ali, you should do this this week's focus on. So he's going to tell you about some exciting developments that are happening on Finca Argentina. Hi, I've been told to do the focus on this week. My name is Alejandro from Finca Argentina, and I will be talking about some of the upcoming changes for San Jorge. Beginning in October, We'll begin to dig up a lot of holes. Um, we're going to be replanting the whole tablon, which are three manzanas, and that will occur in May 2016. And we're basically going to change all the red bourbon for yellow bourbon that we have ready in the nursery. It's uh, about these tall, ready to go. And um, I guess you can consider that red bourbon that you're about to try on the endangered list. Um, luckily for you, uh, Steve is convincing me, or at least trying to, to keep a part of the tablon with the red bourbon and another one with the yellow bourbon, just to see how it works out and which one develops better flavors and so forth. So we may end up doing that. But um, something we bounced off today with him, so um, we'll see. We'll see when he visits and we'll figure it out then. Okay, enjoy the coffee. See, every time I do one of these, he can't help but gate crash. But he's got the ability to sit there and record it, and he was very keen for it, and uh, he's, he's a big fan of the Imamug. So hi, Ali. Uh, good to see you watching. Um, anyway, so this coffee, it is in our fourth year of having it, and I love the way that it kind of shows the progress that we've had with Alejandro and this coffee. Um, we first came across it 
four years ago where I got this sample sent, very well presented, very pretty, landed on the doorstep, as lots of samples do, um, with, it was actually Roxy's cousin, Roxy's cousin, uh, Ali's cousin, Roxy, who sent through the, um, the sample. And he said, I've got a cousin in El Salvador, and I get lots of those uh, type ones, and his coffee's great, and you should try it. So we cooked it, we liked it, we said, oh, we'll take 20 bags maybe. They sent a whole container with just the 20 bags in, just so they could start working with us. Um, and yeah, it kind of grew from that one. The following year I visited El Salvador um, and Ali found out that I was there and said like, let me come pick you up, let me come and take you to the farm. Literally picked me up at ridiculous o'clock and, and took me up to the farm and we, we spent a whole day and ever since we've been really good friends. Um, I've been to El Salvador three times since, yeah, three times since um, and stopped at his family house with Lucas and Melanie who are also great friends. Alejandro's been to see us. I think it's three times to Stafford now, three or two. It might have just been London that he came the one time, but um, he came and spent three weeks with us this, this winter, uh, learning how to roast, uh, kind of hanging around the roastery, doing jobs, working with us, um, and stopping at my house and stopping at Dale's house. And just, this guy's a real good friend. Um, it's it's lovely, it's a really lovely relationship that we have. Um, it's really nice to be able to buy coffee from somebody whose company I also enjoy uh, and who I, I would also class as a, as a special friend. Um, the way he ended up taking over the farm was Alejandro used to be a merchant, not merchant, it's um, acquisition banker in mergers and acquisitions and was in New York, uh, met Melanie who is from Costa Rica originally. Um, They've, they had a baby and they wanted their baby to be brought up in El Salvador. So he came back and turned up to his family and said like, what can I do in the family business then? Uh, and they'd had this farm that they weren't doing a lot with. It was just kind of ticking over and he took over. Uh, he took over the farm, he took over the running. He started doing the reaching out to people like me. Um, this is, so we actually bought more of this coffee than we've ever bought this year. Uh, and we broke it down to the separate lot. So this is the San Jorge lot. Um, and we're nearly an exclusive buyer, but we also introduced uh, another buyer to the natural coffee and some of the washed from the farm uh, in the States, in Los Angeles, a place called Demitas. Um, and, and, and Bobby is a good friend. I'm actually going with Bobby to Colombia, because I'm also going to Colombia as well as Bolivia. Keep up. Um, but this comes from one of the eight lots on the farm, eight plots, eight tablons, and it's the San Jorge. Um, it is the highest part of the farm. Uh, it's around about three manzanas and produces around about 25 to 40 bags per year, depending on how successful it is. And the altitude of this lot is 1,300 to 1,500 metres and it's 100% Bourbon. Um, historically, it's always been known as the owner's selection coffee. So Alejandro's grandfather, who used to work the farm, uh, he used to get his personal coffee from this point. And it's still the part where Alejandro's dad and Alejandro, when they are having coffee from there, they still, uh, they still take that. Um, the farm itself used to be over 250 manzanas, but it's been slowly broken down over time, as lots of the farms in El Salvador have. Um, but San Jorge is still their favourite, favourite plot. Um, as I said, the plant stock is Bourbon. Um, and as we know, 70% of the plant stock in El Salvador is Bourbon. Um, it's an heirloom varietal. Uh, it grows very well in El Salvador. Uh, and it, for me, some of the Bourbons from El Salvador are the best in the world. Um, 
They have the perfect climate uh, to grow it. Um, the low yields mean that it tends to be a better quality cup. Um, unfortunately, it's high maintenance. It takes an awful lot of work to look after Bourbon. Uh, and it takes a very diligent farmer. Now, most of the farms in El Salvador are quite small, so it allows these farmers to be extra diligent. Um, the farm is based in Apaneca uh, Lamatec mountain range near the town of Turin in the Archipan department. Um, during the closed season, so during the non-harvest season, there's 16 people employed full-time maintaining and weeding and looking after the property in general, security, things like that. Goes up to around about 50 people during the main harvest. Um, and the main harvest, uh, all the coffee cherries are picked and they're taken down to a mill, which is around about 18 miles away. Um, this year we did a special project, so the pulp never gets used as fertilizer on the farm. And this year we paid for the fertilizer to be taken back to the farm because that was something Ali asked us to help with. Um, and I was very happy to. So we should go through the figures. Uh, it's farms in El Salvador, it's called Finca Argentina. The tablon is called San Jorge. It's a Bourbon varietal. It is fully washed and sun-dried. Uh, finished off a little bit in the dryer sometimes as well, just to, just to finish it and make it a little bit more uh, consistent. Um, it is 1300 meters above sea level, owned by the Martinez family and managed by Alejandro Martinez. Um, and it is in the Apaneca mountain range in El Salvador. So now it's time for the map bit and I know that this map bit is going to be a good one. But I'm also joined this time with Ali because he's come on the mic. Say hello, Ali. Hey, hello, guys. So we're going up, up, up and away. And um, that's England. England. Inglaterra, yes. Inglaterra. Si. Um, so here we are in Central America. A um, lot of coffees from Central America and an awful lot from El Salvador. Um, we kind of have a whole spine of coffees in El Salvador. And I'm going to hand you over now to Ali to tell you about this bit. So we're zooming in in El Salvador, as you can see. And um, yeah, it is known as the land of the volcanoes. That's what Cuscatlan actually means, is the valley of the hammocks because it shakes so much. Uh, now we're zooming into the west part of the country and you can see uh, Finca Argentina up there. Uh, we're starting to zoom in. It's in Apaneca La Matepec range. And, um, that's and that's the actual right house there, isn't it? So you can. Yeah. It was obviously a clear day when Google Earth came to town. True. Um, that big patch you see there is the geothermal, um, I guess, perforations that they did on the farm. So that was the bit that you were saying that they you uh -huh. sold to the geothermic com company. Yeah. Uh, yeah is that Guatemala it. in the distance? And in the back, you see Guatemala, the yellow line to the left. That would be Guatemala. And taking Steve to see some farms on the right side of that this year. Fantastic. I can't wait. It's a part of the country I've never been to, so it's kind of get good to get a bit. And there we can see the, how close the Pacific Ocean is really to the farm, but we're at, what, 1,300, 1,400 metres, um, but right that close to the sea. So it's a steep volcano part, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, it is, as you can notice from, from this zoom-in picture. Yeah. And, and that was the dual map bit. Well done, mate. Thanks. And now it's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. As Stephen has said, San Jorge is the very highest part of this farm. And it's no coincidence that Bourbon seems to grow better at the higher altitudes. 
Because of its low yield, the higher the altitude, the cooler it tends to be, the slower the maturation of the cherries, and the more sweeter and more acidity appears in the cup. He's right. Uh, altitude and Bourbon do seem to go hand in hand. So I'm going to wipe you on pause, I'm going to go and get delicious coffee, and I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I'm back, let's get into this. So, what I'm going to expect is milk chocolate. Yep, get the milk chocolate. Get caramel, sweet. I expect all of these things from an El Salvador Bourbon. Every one of these tablons tastes slightly different. This one for me, I get a really distinctive pomegranate. Now, 50% of people I've spoken to go, yeah, me too. And 50% of people who've got it go, I don't. But for me, it is just pomegranate. And if I perceive it, it must be right. Because if you perceive something, you must be right too. Like we all perceive things very, very differently. So into the cappuccino. And in the cappuccino, you get a sweet milk chocolate, you get a very, Big full mouthfeel, you get the caramel, not so much of those delicate notes of like pomegranate, but you do get like a big creamy body with it. And obviously the milk just brings that creaminess out. It's actually really good. It's really, really good. So into the brood. And here, Chris has given me the Zendesk mug. Mm. We like the Zendesk mug. If you don't know what Zendesk is, when you email into Hasbeen, it goes into Zendesk and we all assign it to whoever needs to deal with it. So it's like a, a big inbox for everybody and then you make it into a smaller inbox. Um, it's like a customer help desk. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, again, I'm expecting chocolate, I'm expecting caramel, I'm expecting sweet, and I'm getting all of those things. The pomegranate is actually bigger here than it is in the espresso. And in previous years, I've had it the other way around. But in the brewed coffee, I'm really getting that pomegranate. I'd love to hear if you are too. Um, I'd love to carry on this research of 50-50 of people saying yes, people saying no. I think it's a delicious coffee regardless. I think it's definitely the best lot from the farm and it's definitely worth that little bit extra because it's such a small lot, it's so low yielding, such a difficult place to harvest. Um, they use the best pickers to harvest there. You know, the manager manages that area so he spends all of his time looking after San Jorge and then managing the rest of the team looking after the rest of it. It's a special coffee. Okay, uh, time to wrap up. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. Episode 350, a big landmark. Um, go back and watch episode 300 from when Ali was on. Um, yeah, do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.